Welcome to Razzle Dazzle, a podcast where we talk about video games and pop culture with an emphasis on the video game. All right, it's Razzle Dazzle time. I'm your host, Jared. I'm Patrick. And that's our sound guy, Joe. Hello. Guys, there has been a game that I thought I wouldn't like, but I've been playing too much of. Um, I don't know if you guys have heard of Valorant. It's the uh, I have. It's the new CSGO competitor, which um, has got me realizing that... Uh, uh, I, I, I like the game. I like, I love CS:GO, and I think it is, uh, is Counter Strike. Uh, and I love it, and I think it's much better of a competitive game than Valorant, at least but... for me personally. But I found that I've been performing better in Valorant than I have in CS:GO. Ooh, what does that tell you? Maybe it's because it's a new game and everyone's new to the community, and I'm just I I, I haven't. Everyone hasn't gotten good enough to stomp me yet, or so you're well, saying. I mean, you're I, too I already good? get stomped. Uh, no, I guess I get stomped in the game. I just don't get as stomped as I do in the CS:GO. But I think Valorant's just an easier game, as but not like in a bad way. Like CS:GO, you gotta you gotta memorize smoke positions. Like you gotta remember, like okay, I look at this edge of the building then move my crosshair about this far to the right so that it intersects with the the line from this building so that I get the perfect smoke. When like, but like in in Valorant, I can just play Brimstone and if I want to smoke up an entire site, I just go open up arm tablet, beep, boop, boop, and then all the smokes are there. I don't even need a, I don't even need teammates to smoke. I'm just Did like, you say Brimstar? Brimstone. Oh, my bad. I thought you meant uh, the Metroid Zone. <laughs> no, 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 no. But um, yeah, it's it's just I the game's fun. Of all the new, of all the games like that, I think it would be the smartest choice would be to get into a new game rather than the old game of CS:GO. I feel like you'd have a better chance of being of getting good at the newer game than this already established. There are there are hundreds of legitimately godlike players out there already and i feel like I, that scene is harder to jump into than a new game and yeah new... it's also for csgo it's it's also that just like the average player is also gonna be a lot lot better than a new player for the games like because just knowing is like half the game for csgo and valorant knowing and is like, half the battle basically and so like i it's it's been I think Valorant's more. It's also uh, CS:GO. It's like I, I can, I know the game decently. I'm not too good at aiming, but I know the game decently. I perform average in my games, and I'm at silver three, sometimes silver four. Nice. Like that's like the third to fourth lowest rank in the game, and I know this game. I've had, I have like 600, 700 hours in the game. Oh my god. So like the low at silver one, you're dealing with people who are bad, but they're still. They're still hitting headshots. They're still they're they're not the worst people at the game compared to like someone who's new to it. But like Valorant, their ranks I think are a bit more lenient to where they have from iron to bronze all the way up to their like ultra radiant rank or mortal or whatever it's called. So like there's a lot more if you're wanting to play the game competitively, you'll find people at your skill level to play with so that you aren't immediately like Oh, this game sucks. <laughs> oh, okay. Got you. Fair enough. So, 
So that's Valorant for me right now is just a better, a good CS:GO competitor. But CS:GO will always be top in my heart in terms of the competitiveness of the game. But right. Valorant's just more fun to me right now. I'm gonna I'm gonna flex a little bit. Um, the first time me playing uh, team um, team fight tactics, if that's what it's called, I got second place. The first time me playing and not even nice. knowing like what's going on. So there's my little flex. Wait, is Team Fight Tactics the the like the League? League of Legends thing? Oh. Dope. It's not it's not League of Legends, but it's like Wait, yeah, yeah, yeah. Isn't it somewhere? a one v one game though? Um I don't know. I, I don't know I much think about it's Team like, Fight Tactics. <laughs> it, it was like you play against one character this one round, then you go to the next round, you play against another character oh, okay gotcha gotcha or another player excuse me yeah but i got okay. second place my first try and i didn't even know what i was doing nice nice dude nice those are experiences that make me want to keep going you know like how i'm current <laughs> or also sometimes not keep going like uh magic get the gathering the card game oh, man. uh the only game i've played i've won so i'm technically undefeated <laughs> so i haven't Look played enough I, i've purposely always declined playing magic the gathering because i just really like flexing that i have a hundred percent win rate <laughs> that's true uh so technically yeah you're undefeated that's that's great hey you want to play magic the gathering i hear you're undefeated no nah, i'm good I'm, I'm cool with my with my status right now <laughs> yeah man like you're not worth it <laughs> um but regardless, we should jump into the the subject of the episodes. But as much okay. as I'm loving this conversation, um, yeah. So uh, we're talking about fighting games, you know, the fighting game community. Um, the FGC is in turmoil. Specifically, the stuff that's going on for, for right now. For those of you who don't, I, I feel like we kind of. I wanted to talk about this because I feel like we kind of need to bring more and more attention to these things to further help bring up the issue and call out people who. Uh, have been accused or, or that have done stuff specifically it is technically part of our culture yes yeah. we owe it so, to our audience to talk about the serious as well as the goofy yeah um and not saying that this is going to take like a purely serious approach but it's just it's a serious subject and that is over the uh numerous allegations of uh sexual harassment grooming pedophilia and all of that that's happening in the fighting game community i've been more focusing on this the smash bros community so i'm gonna kind of be talking more about the, the how when it came up and how it came up in that scene but there also have been allegations all across not only just uh, other fighting games but also just the gaming culture in general now or even before with uh even streamers being called out stuff like that but just kind of focusing in on the Smash Bros. fighting game scene of it. From where I could tell when it first started, or at least when I first started seeing things, uh, was when a professional Smash player uh, in the top 50, I think he was like ranked 27? Uh, his name's Puppe. He, he, Puppe. he plays a Pokemon trainer. Um, he's been in the scene since he was like 13, 14, and he came out uh, against one of the big commentators, Senpai, over the when he was 14 growing up he would, uh he had a lot of uh grooming and i think also sexual harassment stuff or and pe grooming pedophilia stuff going on with that commentator senpai um 
which uh, led to uh, people getting angry and uh, stuff like that. But then it all what it, the bigger thing that it led to is more and more people started coming out with allegations inside of the Smash community, where one of the 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 other two most notorious ones being Nairo, who I think was number four, number five top player at the time, uh, t- having uh, having done stuff with uh, Captain Zack, an old notorious player who was 15 at the time of the accusations. Uh, then there was also Zero, who had sexual harassment and uh, really, it's, uh, yeah. uh, Smash Bros, Smash Four, Smash Bros Wii U top player got first place in like 54 tournaments in a row that guy that zero um yeah, yeah. there's there's stuff that came out against him over stuff uh a lot a lot of uh people in the community uh specifically one of the biggest ac- accusers who uh talked to other victims to gather a full statement that ended up being like 40 plus pages uh jisoo artist is her tag on twitter um she came out with all of this stuff against Zero, and Zero initially kind of fought back with it, providing his own statements, ultimately apologizing, but also doing that emotionally manipulative thing where you kind of are like, yeah, I grew up in this really tough background. I'm sorry that I did this thing. But then straight up is like, uh, it's, I think his third little statement was more so just a quick uh, Twitter post where he was just like, uh, yeah, I did stuff wrong. I apologize. And... Uh, I think he recused himself from the community, at least for the time being. Uh, for me, what I think, hopefully forever, because people like that don't deserve to be a part of the community and should leave. Go away. <laughs> Go away, yeah. Um, and that, and this ends up being like a big issue, a big uh, thing where cu- numerous accusations and things are being... Had. There's currently, just in the Smash Bros. scene, like more than 100... Uh, let alone other fighting games and uh, streamers accusations and stuff like that um one of the biggest accusations as well uh mr wizard the i think he was the ceo of evo if not one of the biggest the founders or biggest organizers something like that um he ended up being accused i believe it was of uh kind of occasionally he would uh, tell minors, uh, I think either both guys and girls or just guys, I don't remember, but to undress in front of him, uh, which uh, led to its own things, as well as other stuff, against, accusations against him, lots of accusations against Mr. Wizard in particular, uh, which led to Evo dropping him and then Evo uh, ultimately uh, suspending their tournament for the summer, uh, which is, that's why Evo is canceled for people who didn't know. Um, yeah, so basically now currently just uh, fighting game Twitter, uh, video game Twitter in general. Uh, a lot of these, a lot of people are just coming out safe. It's basically like a second wave of Me Too, but more specifically in the uh, gaming community. Um, and it's, a lot of people have kind of been saying that they don't want to see this. But like, I think it's something that needs to be, see- like, I think this is a good thing. All things considered, because a lot of people are like, oh, I just really hope my f- favorite person X, uh, a, a big thing people have been talking about. It's like, oh, I hope my favorite person X doesn't have anything against them. When it's like, I understand that, but it's also or like at the same time, if there is something against them, um, you kind of got to be willing to kind of kick them out, lose your support, etc. Because like one of the biggest things right now, Zero, his whole fan community is still trying to dispute 
uh, Jisoo artist, the biggest accuser against Zero, and all that, like, going through and analyzing her statement and providing fallacies and whatever, uh, when in reality her statement is pretty uptight, and even Zero ended up confessing that it's all true. Uh, but people are still fighting against the accusations. Uh, I guess a lot of them big Zero fans who don't want to see Zero leave, obviously. Um, which is understandable, but at the same time, the idolization of these people is kind of what led to a lot of these situations. And so a lot of people are trying to kind of advocate for you people not to idolize creators. Keep them at a high respect, enjoy their content, but not idolize them, put them in this situation where they can exploit you or others. Uh, Damn. But well, like, yeah, of course, I mean, we're all human beings. We we all make mistakes where none of us are perfect so of course putting somebody else on a pedestal i mean to a certain extent yeah okay they're your hero they're your role model whatever that's that's completely fine but there's also got to be a limit when it comes to that you know not everyone deserves their pedestal i think that's i think that's a pretty significant statement in the in the world today but not everyone deserves to have a cult following and fans and a community. Not everyone deserves to have to be respected. And I think it's an important part of culture is to admit that, hey, this person did wrong. We should not idolize. We, as a society, should not idolize them anymore. Yeah, and so it that's one of the big issues currently going on right now and like the reason why all of this is still uh being pushed and people are still talking about it because um frankly there's still people fighting over things and there's also but there's also the sense of like people still want others to come out because there's definitely still a lot of situations we don't know about so we want people to come out if they've had bad experiences so, so i mean in the off chance that somebody listening to this podcast has had a bad experience with somebody or just not even just in gaming communities, but just in general, like, uh, should you find the courage, uh, don't be afraid to speak out about these things because ultimately these people need to be held accountable in some way. And in a lot of cases, even, even through police and law, a lot of people don't end up seeing any repercussions for this type of stuff. So it seems like the social environment is kind of the only place where people can be not judged but just known for these actions of course it, not just saying accept every accusation as truth but um weigh in every accuser with every defense stuff like that this is a very this is a very serious situation and it should not be um held lightly or taken lightly you know yeah not at all and even and, and obviously treat every circumstance in the most serious way like for example um accusations went against the uh, one of the top uh super smash bros melee players uh, mewtwo king over him uh i think it was about him like masturbating to girls in his car but that that he like just ran into but like he ended up having to come out with a public statement on youtube be like something he really really never wanted to talk about because he's just it's something that left him depressed and anxious is that uh he had a bad circumcision growing up and he can't even feel pleasure so stuff like that there's there's no reason he would do stuff like that let alone so the accusation left him 
destroyed um because there's also people i guess taking advantage of this for other evil ways um so there there will be situations of false accusations there always are so just kind of weigh weigh every accusation as if it it's just it's weigh both sides equally basically yeah before it's, it's before like, you come to any sort of decision it's like um what, what what's it called innocent until proven guilty or something yeah uh, truth shall prevail except in this case you got also like when you, in terms because a lot of people have been doing the innocent until proven guilty argument and there is the whole you technically a lot of sexual accusers will get away with it um statistically speaking so i think uh, of all sexual harassment and cases brought into the legal system i think it's it's a really small percentage of people who actually get convicted with anything um so it's innocent until proven guilty but also in your own eyes that don't leave it to like i'm not gonna uh i'm not gonna make any decision until the courts say something or something like that because oftentimes the courts won't say anything which is something that needs to be addressed as well but not the main issue right now of course although it should should have some attention to it but anyway i'm rambling where does that leave us now what's this where, what's what's where's that um, what is in the foreseeable state of the fighting game community and the Smash community? It's quite How do we rebuild? Once, once again, I can't say for the Smash community, because or for the fight, fighting game community abroad, because I've really just been narrowing my focus in the Smash community so I can better get an idea of what's going on in there. But um, So I'll say for the Smash community in particular, things aren't looking the greatest. Um, not only, of course, are a lot of loved top players kind of or just players in general kind of getting kicked out, but it's kind of this, a lot of people are just kind of, along with other parts of the Smash community, people are just kind of generally feeling uncomfortable about the community in general. For example, like, all of this stuff, combined with the already jokes that aren't really actually jokes, but true of how uh, Smash players are smelly, that they don't wear deodorant. Uh, I mean, that's just a video game nerd stereotype. Yeah, but I mean, it's kind of it's a stereotype, but it's if you've ever been to any tournaments, you know it's kind of kind of true. <laughs> every um every stereotype comes from a certain truth in some aspects. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So this that is very that combined. Yeah, the uh, obviously not every player, but they're they're bad people out there who just don't know how to wear deodorant. <laughs> but um, so there's there's that combined with all the stuff going on right now, combined with how. Uh, some people, uh, some certain figures in the Smash community tend to be uh, like toxic or exclusive. Um, and then all of this stuff kind of makes the Smash community seem like it's not looking too great. Also, Nintendo is uh, dropping a lot of, of uh, videos that include some of the biggest people who are accused. Yeah, I saw that. Uh, for example, Nintendo dropped any competitive thing that included Nairo or Zero. Um uh, like any, any YouTube videos, any uh, co-op, any worked together things, they're all gone, which makes people really worried about the Smash scene in general, whether because it was already not supported by Nintendo or barely supported by Nintendo. And then it's now, will they continue to support the competitive scene after all of this? Because it, it's a concern. And ultimately, what pe- people are most afraid of is that Smash ultimately dies because well- of this. Or the smash the happen. smash competitive scene ultimately does well yeah which i don't think i don't think it'll happen either but one of the biggest things in competitive scenes are investors uh advertisers sponsors 
And if nobody wants to advertise, sponsor, whatever, after all this, then the competitive Smash scene will ultimately just become local or maybe a major tournament every now and then, but organized by the community purely. No, uh, most likely no huge prize pools or big events and stuff like that. Hope, hope well, worst case scenario. Hopefully that doesn't happen though. I see it as it's not the 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 community itself, but it's just the people within it, within you know this fan base, within yeah this community. It's it's the people who are doing this thing. It's not directly the um. It's not the directly the community itself. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, um, although some people are worried that kind of a lot of people just let this pass by or knew about it and didn't say anything. There are a few situations of uh, people getting called out because they knew something but didn't say anything. Um, but I mean, They don't have to say anything either. Well, yeah, of course. Um, but it's kind of it's kind of contributing to the problem if they don't. Like, if they know yeah, something right, bad right. is happening to someone and they kind of keep it quiet, which is the, uh, what people believe to be the case with uh, situations like Puppet that we talked about with the commentator senpai or the cases with nairo where people knew about that something was going on but didn't say anything i mean nairo was uh paying uh captain zach to keep quiet and there were and i think there were people who knew or at least it was implied when i read captain zach's thing that there was at least somebody else who knew about this but nobody said anything um so ultimately like those people also in my opinion should be held accountable if you that's accountable somehow like uh if you're uncomfortable like i think one of the big examples is tweak tweak apparently knew about this but he couldn't come out uh, a lot of people talked about how he uh, look this is not certain i'm not totally certain on the situation with tweak but um he's like number two number three smash player he uh is is people think he knew what was going on i don't know whether that's true or not but a lot of people are talking about how he kind of couldn't come out with it, though, because at the time, if he were to accuse Nairo of this and that, a lot of people would just discredit him. Captain Zack at the time probably wouldn't have come out because nobody else was coming out with anything. He was he was getting paid to keep quiet. And then ultimately, Tweak's career would have been ruined instead. Uh, so it's one of those things that you have to be cautious about and stuff like that. Um, but to kind of end this uh podcast on a lighter note um i have a silly little game or not silly little game but silly little segment where i've pulled up uh what your blank game main says about you and i pulled up mortal kombat 11 and super smash bros and i kind of want to just go through with the group here and you um, know your audience <laughs> yep uh, and talk let's figure it out so just to kind of quickly get out of the way we'll do mortal kombat 11 first uh for me of course uh johnny cage uh which is if you don't know what draws you to the johnny cage personality wise i don't know what to tell you uh he's he's a character (laughs) he's a character all right and he is top tier um what about what about you joey i mean sindel sindel that's gonna take you a a long time because not many not as many people made her as like johnny cage or Liu kang oh because she is sindel s i n d e l Sindel not on this list. I mean, she's a DLC character, so maybe not. <laughs> Who do you know from the the non DLC? <laughs> that, that All right, is... uh, Cassie, K 
Cassie Cage. Cassie Cage, you think you are cooler than you are. Oh, wow. All right. I regret telling you that. Uh, Jared, uh, do you have a Mortal Kombat me? <laughs> um, if I were if I were to pick one while playing, I, I would most likely choose Raiden. Raiden's, lo- Raiden's tough to use. Raiden. I want to hear that I just that think one. he's cool. Basically, a B version of uh, Liu Kong, character-wise, you see yourself as a pristine, wise, and pure. You believe that people in this world should be more like you, despite the fact you probably haven't ever done anything. Very likely, a dime a dozen delusional pothead. Wow, well, that those that's a little heavy. That's, I don't know. <laughs> that's not, these are not very nice. They're, no they're not very nice. I mean, most of the time, they aren't nice. <laughs> no comment. I like it. Um... And then we got Smash Bros, where uh, me personally, I kind of switch between mains a lot, but uh, I find myself playing, uh, I'd say Fox more than anything. So uh, you're the dude who refuses to play without a GameCube controller. Stop it, which is, well, it's it's it's, it's true. So, oof, <laughs> they got me. All right, what, what about you, Joey? Uh, the few games of Smash I've played... Uh, I've always gone for Lucario. Lucario. Uh, I'm guessing you used to run a Counter-Strike server back in the day. I, I did not, but sure. <laughs> well, that one's a little off, but... Um, I just feel bad. It got it hit me on the nail, and I feel... <laughs> I feel... Yeah. I feel... Un-unique, even though I know I am unique. But, like... Ooh. Amen, brother. What about you, Jared? Um, my number one pick is always going to be Link. Link, of course. Uh, we stand a tunic legend. So, is Link's your stand? Is that That's a JoJo fair. reference? Uh, stand. Is 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 more just you're 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 a pretty big Link guy, aren't you? Yeah, I mean, Legend of Zelda is my thing, bro. <laughs> well, I I think they hit you in the nail. Uh, they hit the nail in the coffin for you as well. There you go. <laughs> um. Well, yeah, that's a little goofy uh, thing. Uh, here, let me do the Madam Raz's homework. Madam Raz's homework. Keep your hands to yourself. And uh, don't... Treat everyone with respect. Yeah, and just walk away. Real talk, if you have been in that type of situation, no need to feel ashamed about it. It, it is a serious situation, and it is important. Talk to whoever you think you, you can trust and, you know, go from there. But, yeah, that's yeah. all the time we have for today, guys. Thank you so much for joining us on another episode of Razzle Dazzle. Let us know what you, th- what you think of today's episode somewhere on the internet. Follow us at Razzle Dazzle Show on Instagram. Subscribe to us on Spotify. Give us a rating on Apple Podcasts. And we'll catch you on the next one.